0: Information on
1: Hello, gatos. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Forlorn Dopes. It is I, CyberSmiley, with my co-host. Greetings, programs! It is Wisdom coming at ya! And uh, this episode is probably going to be a little bit of rambling from both of us, as we kind of just didn't have anything planned for this session. Um, So we're going to try to do a, a little bit of just uh, I don't know ad hoc we have a couple ideas that we want to go through and see how it goes but I think first off I am going to uh, debut some of my changes that will be pushed out to my site um, this weekend so kind of given our audience here a little bit of a preview of what you can expect to see on my site so let me just uh, switch over to my desktop uh, uh hopefully you can all see my wonderful site so you can see already listed the updates so the first update is uh a fan request which is the acpa generator um so here you can see i already started creating some uh AS acpas or power armor oh my. Ooh, uh from the that. book the numbers aren't exact but I think you know some of the th- some of the rules I didn't fully integrate. Some of them uh, were a little bit too hard to integrate, at least in the time frame I had. But eventually, I'm I'm sure I'll I'll improve it. But yeah, so you have the ability to uh, let's just make powered armor. Start this off. So yeah. So the first thing you got to do is choose a frame. Ooh, I need to fix that before we go. Um, so, I have the frame names, uh, or just Holy crap, look at arm. that. So let's go with... You are the coder extraordinaire. Demigod. You can choose your armor. Um, by default, the troop size is 114. Go look at Maximum Metal for what that number actually means, and how to use it. Again, I'm not putting too many of the content from uh, Maximum Metal in here. So you should definitely get that supplement. It is well worth the money. And I have a link to the source book as well as to the PDF. Um, You choose your reality interface, the control you want, and then you can just start filling in your fun stuff, which is the various components. So maybe I want a military radio in the head. Let's get some more... uh, Other uh, wonderful things to jam into your head. Let's go with sonar. Um, I can then choose various weaponry. Uh, Again, when you actually select, what's going to happen with the list of choices is all dependent upon how many spaces are within the given section. So as you can see, here's a bunch of ammo reloads Uh, But only one weapon. So this 20 to 25 millimeter autocannon uh, has three spaces, which means all the other weaponry is probably too big to fit in there. So I might just want to go in and carry one of the big guns, like the BHC. Or have it mounted on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, so this utility, right, so... Mounted on the shoulders will be part of your uh, uh, torso. And again, uh, the selection also determines whether it's internal versus external. So if the item doesn't normally, or doesn't allow an internal slot, you're not gonna be able to choose it. So example here, I can put a 50 cal on the outside. um, And then it all calculates what's the total weight how much it costs uh, costs look at the book there is some cost savings depending upon if you buy it in bulk um, so keep that in mind you also have your total weight versus your uh, capacity I don't currently cap that so you could actually have your total weight over So again, there's small little things in here that you definitely want to read about. There's some special rules with some of the equipment uh, that aren't always applied, but you'll be able to at least uh, get the basics created. Uh, You'll be able to save it to a file. So this saves it to a JSON file, so you can upload it later if you want to work on it later or maybe make duplicates and just add in modifications. Uh, You also be able to print it as a PDF. So let's save that. Again, you can rename it. And here's the sheet all printed out. Um, This is kind of boring because there's not a lot of equipment, but uh, you'll be able to uh, print out your power armors going forward. Uh, The other enhancement I've done is to both the character generator and the combat tracker So if you go into your character generator um, I'm going to upload one of my characters Uh, Let's go with print s right (laughs) Um, so in the past with your armor section, you would be able to click on here and do armor damage. However, now I have specific damage. So I can put in 14 points of damage to a location. I can choose the ammo type. So the ammo type will list out what it does. For example, hollow point will double the armor and anything that gets through will be 1.5 times the damage that does get through. So let's just do uh, AP round. Um, again, you know certain rounds might do more damage. So you can also adjust how much SP damage the, the armor and layers take. Uh, so for quick calculation, we have 14, which means that's equal to my SP. So seven of the points should get through and out of that seven, it should be divided by half. I round up because I'm sadistic referee. So that means four points will get through. (laughs) My BTM is at a minus two. So technically, I should only take two points of damage from that hit. And as you can see, I took two points. Um, Nice. And then you can just click off it, and it will go away. Again, applies the SP damage. Same thing goes with uh, the combat tracker. So if you're in your combat tracker, you can do uh, some damage and three points minus his btm which is three so he would have taken zero damage uh, but i think you always take at least one no matter what if damage through. gets through uh, you yeah.
0: always take at least one point of damage so
1: that's what's coming out this weekend for my site so um Man, that hopefully that stuff. improves your game experience at least with uh, cyberpunk 2020 um, if you're looking for a, uh, an app for Red, I know a person who is doing a mobile app. Again, I kind of been shying away from doing my own version of it, but uh, I do have, you know, other things for Red that are here. Um, also, things I also have plans, are a bunch of other things that will, I'm sure, keep me busy for the future year. So that's kind of. It from me as a presentation to start, so those who joined early got to see a little bit of a preview of what's coming out this weekend on my site. Um, yeah, so we can get back into what we're going to be talking about. And I think uh, uh, we discussed a little bit about like uh, what tools we kind of use to run our games, um, and some other things like what kind of music. Try to either inspire us, or we try to get try to use to yeah, get just, immersion with the group. You know,
0: just in general, how we create the right atmosphere uh, for our gaming. Yeah, um, music, lighting, uh, what kind of art we like to put on the walls, if any. Uh, what? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can so, start with music. Do we want to start with music that we directly use as background music, or
1: yep. yeah, sure, we can do that. Uh, do so, we want
0: to go for music that inspires us? Uh,
1: for me, I those think are it's each, but I think for, from my point of view, um, talk about the tarot cards. Uh, I've heard about them. I haven't yet downloaded them yet. Um, yeah. Tarot yeah so there's a free download of uh, tarot cards that were inspired from the Cyberpunk 2077 <clears throat> and um actually what's uh oh. you're seeing my screen right so maybe I can uh, Yeah no I I, I quick I, uh, I
0: don't know how to opt- Aquasemen? Uh, 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 a qua <laughs> I have no I, aqua ace man there we go ah
1: aqua ace man
0: yes that was that was hard to figure out there for a second um yeah uh the tarot cards that's
1: so the tarot uh, cards are also to help with um adding in i think some damage and some other effects associated with it um I'm not going to show it on the screen because I don't know the if it's covered by the homebrew policy. So I'm going to try to make sure that Cybernation uh, Uncensored doesn't get pinged by our Talsorian for it. But basically, the the cards are there to kind of um what it, what I'm trying to say is like like the luck deck, right? That that people have published, sure, in which you have randomness, but through cards of like for example, uh, the sun. If the victim is carrying any grenades or explosive, the GM chooses one of them to explode immediately. Wow, <laughs> that no, can be pretty terrible. heinous. Um, yeah. But things like that. So, so it looks like it's um, a way in which you can add some randomness and other, I would say, game mechanics into critical damage right Um, to play around with it I mean I have yet to use this Uh, again I don't play Red yet (laughs) I was in a game but the game kind of fell apart which kind of was sad but you know I completely understand the situation around it so um, it's all good Eventually, I'll, I'll get into uh, a red game, as well. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's neat. yeah, seeing
0: the art from the of the tarot cards you collect in the video game, um, I was never sure why they were part of the video game. Like, why, why tarot cards of all things? Um,
1: it well, seemed like the, a
0: weird collectible
1: in a cyberpunk game. I think the tarot cards were kind of a, a brought over from The Witcher, right? So the Witcher, right, kind I did
0: that. that. I, I, uh, I mean, the Witcher had Gwent and all that other stuff too. That just
1: and it was all um, about do what you know. Um, the other thing that came out, which um, I actually put money towards Altarsorian, because I love that company, was uh, yeah. the new Interface um, magazine ebook. I don't know what they're what they're calling it. Um, but uh it is a compilation of all their downloadable stuff in a book format which is kind of nice to have just one resource versus hunting down and trying to figure out where that that link is to whatever article that our talsorian pushed out um i do wish they had put something new in that book um just to to make you feel like you spent money <laughs> on something new, um, or something that's not readily available. Um, but again, I, I like that our Talsorian is starting to think that way towards pushing out maybe Chronicles or, or some type of interface, periodical, right? Uh, for you know, I like
0: the idea that I can get all... all the free stuff that they've put out in a professional like printed and edited version uh just all at once um i'm I'm okay with that uh i don't know about the the price seems a little high to me uh but nothing outrageous like i would still buy it i'd just you know i'm gonna grumble because i'm an old man um I tell you what speaking of, of cards though I did pick up the uh, the Netrunner deck and I also picked up the, the data pack sadly I left both of them in my friend's car and <laughs> I just got the very most cursory of glances at them they they look really cool I, I I like I said I didn't get to open the Netrunning deck but I'm very excited at the prospect of what it could be um, if it if it allows uh I very much like using the netrunner card game as the net running rules, as put forth in uh, Rasebarkmoses' Brainware Blowout, um, as your net running rules. Like that's that's something we did back in the day. Uh, so if this is like that and lets me do that, I'm all for it. Like I'm very excited. I am kicking myself that I didn't that I left these in my friend's car.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see the correlation between those cards and, you know, the the spell decks from Dungeons & Dragons. Um, Yeah. Hopefully, with black chrome, a lot more programs will be surfacing for red. If if that's the case, then I hope that they
0: release more cards. Like, I would be willing to pay for that. I don't want... The biggest problem with uh, using the old net running card game is that it was a collectible card game. So you had, like, it got really expensive trying to track all that crap down. But I love the idea of having, like, a tactile, like, a prop almost. Uh, if is gonna be, like, a separate thing from your regular skills, and it's gonna be something that um, is happening besides the action, like, adjacent to the action, uh, the physical action of the of the game, then to have it be something like this, something that's quick and fun on its own, that just is is win uh you said i also picked up the data pack which is maps and this and scenarios and um all sorts of good stuff like that it's it's it comes in a weird format uh the net running card deck is like tiny like in as far as like a, a playing card it, it's it's smaller than a, a regular playing card um like in between the size of your standard business card and a playing card, like like right in the middle of that. Hmm. Uh, but the data pack is like oversized. Um, like it's the size of uh, of a binder or a trapper keeper uh, with this weird like folder thing that's open at both ends. Um, I would prefer it. If, if they were going to create this big folder thing, that it not be open at the bottom so stuff doesn't fall out. Uh, but there's a there's a copious amount of stuff in it, so it's worth the money, I would say. The the maps are gorgeous. That much I know. I got to
1: look at those. Yeah, so um, yeah, I still need to get the, the data pack out. <laughs> Work has been kind of crazy Absolutely. for me of late yeah i want to pick button.
0: up god i want to pick up the uh crap my brain is not working the thing you were talking about a minute ago
1: interface. um
0: yeah i want to pick up interface really bad uh i also want to pick up the uh pin set from uh penny Vio.
1: arcade
0: yeah penny arcade
1: yeah
0: um heck just for the shot of the dude from the cover of the 2020 uh source book uh core book just just for that pin alone um
1: i very much like my toys yeah i was thinking of uh picking up some of those too um i'm sure there's a limited amount so what's the uh fear of uh missing out fomo yeah, yeah, fear of missing out. I uh,
0: Cyberpunk is really the only thing I actively collect anymore on a on a physical basis. Uh, I ha- haven't been able to buy everything because I now have to. It's now it's now encompassing both, like both Cyberpunk twenty twenty and Cyberpunk Red, and trying to get all that the the miniatures alone are putting me in the fucking putting me in the gutter holy shit those things are expensive um
1: (laughs) at least you're not a war gamer
0: oh jesus christ i could never afford that um and then there's all the cyberpunk 2070 stuff or 2077 stuff which i mean i put a dent in it but some of that stuff is just so bloody expensive i i not to mention there's just such a glut of it
1: uh well, you got the collector edition of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and that—that that was a chunk of change. Yeah, I got, I got the, I got the, uh, I got the big hoo-ha video game collection
0: there um, with all the goodies and the statue and all that goodness. However, like I'll never be able to afford one of those. Uh, uh, at the before the game came out, they uh, they gave out. Um, the free uh the statues of the of the chick with the with the arm blades yep like those are running like people are trying to sell those for over a thousand dollars now I'm like damn damn I will just never own one of those that's that's sad uh I've picked up all the other stuff that they were giving away like I picked up the t-shirt the uh well not all of it I still haven't picked up a pen. But I have picked up like the lanyard and like the the visor, silly stuff like that, because I I got a problem. I got problems, addictions.
1: Eh, could be worse. Could be heroin.
0: Yeah, it could be heroin. At least this way, I have something to show for it.
1: Yep. and you can stop at any time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know who lied to you about that, but um, I mean, technically, I guess that option is there, but we both know that's not realistic. Sure. If we could stop at any time, I never would have bought Ravengers or the Hollow Men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never bought Hollow Men, so. You're more of an addict uh, than me. A...
0: Technically, neither did I. Uh, one of my one, one of the sites one of the site's fans sent it to me. Um, uh, I, I'm both grateful and appalled at the same time <laughs> because it is the worst thing I've ever read.
1: That reminds me, we need like... to get Seth Seth back on to uh, so he can uh, defend his ranking of Ravengers on that uh, site.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would very much like to hear his reasoning behind that. Holy shit. Um, maybe maybe he's thinking of a different Ravengers.
1: Maybe. maybe that maybe that's the case. I
0: don't know. Maybe that
1: was maybe there's on the Ravengers uh little post. Maybe it's a reads. different book
0: with the same cover, the same name,
1: same, the same author. I don't know. Same publisher, same <laughs> same content. Yeah, we don't Seth. Um so, yeah, I would very much like to grill him about it. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, move on to um, music, yeah. right? And, and yeah, what well, let's inspires uh, get to the matter at hand. What we use it to, or what type of music we use to uh, get people immersed, immersed into our games. Um, so I was telling you, Wisdom, before the uh, podcast and... Again, I think this is this is a topic that I think you're going to be more fluent in because uh, whenever I try like just... yeah. So whenever I tried to add in atmospheric music um, to my players, uh, they usually are like, "Yeah, turn it down, turn it off. It's distracting. I'm trying to concentrate," and kind of always been pushed to the side um, when I try to use it, and then you know lately um past couple of years when I started getting back into gaming it was mostly at game shops so I couldn't really bring my own music and then we went to online and you know that that turns into well as a player I can put on my own atmospheric music you know going forward so i kind of had a a problem with uh trying to get that atmospheric music into my game sessions, so um, definitely would love to hear your experiences and uh, what kind of music you like to use
0: All right. well uh, as I said earlier like there's two different I have two different philosophies on this there's there's music that I use in game and then there's music that like inspires me as far as in game music goes I've, I've got a pretty simple rule it, it can't have lyrics in English it's either got to be instrumental or in a foreign language um, the original cyber or the original soundtracks that I used when I first started gaming like uh, the ones that were heaviest in rotation were the uh, dune soundtrack by Toto uh, the blades uh, Blade Runner soundtrack by vangelis um The Akira soundtrack and Passion, uh, the soundtrack to The Last Temptation of Christ by uh, Peter Gabriel. Uh, those those five CDs were like like the first year of gaming. That's that was the rotation. Um, it, it, they all create like a very. They're all music that you don't hear very often. Uh, genres that aren't. Uh, prevalent, so they instantly put you in a different uh, mindset when you were when we were playing. Um, the only thing was ever that ever got distracting was uh, like in Dune when there's a little bit of like speech inserts between the songs, um, but for the rest of the for the most part, they were just very atmospheric. Uh, almost alien if you will uh sounds that were going on in the background um some of it was more distracting than others like some of the songs from the akira soundtrack uh were a little more boisterous um they worked really well for action scenes though uh since then of course i've added tons and tons of music to my background music repertoire uh Lots of foreign music, lots of instrumentals, um, everything from Joey Satriani to like, uh, Rodrigo y Gabriela or, uh, anime soundtracks, um, African and Tibetan music. Uh, Angelique Kijo's really good at that. Uh, she's got a great sound. Um, but yeah just keep it the, the, when it comes to running a game and listening to the music the last thing you want is players singing along to the music so you don't want something that's too familiar and you don't want something with lyrics that they can they can sing along to uh, that's when things become really distracting uh, at least that's my advice to the world when it comes to background music in gaming um, when it comes to music to inspire the games, well, shit. If you go to Data Fortress Twenty Twenty, uh, go to the references section, you'll find like I've compiled several albums worth of music uh, that inspire me to run a game. Like, and I'm like, I did full album art and all sorts of stuff because back then I had way I had just nothing but time and creativity was flowing fairly well but now uh, yeah I don't I can't make the music available to you however I did find a guy uh, on YouTube who had actually compiled like all the songs that I put on those soundtracks Uh, even in like the the interludes of like movie clips that I'd taken and put in there. Now they're not exact. Um, They're not the exact same versions of the songs or like the clips run a little bit long, but I was, uh, I I was impressed, flattered and honored when I found out that somebody had taken the time and effort um, to put those, all that music together uh, on YouTube. So if you go there, if you go onto YouTube, look up the names of the albums. Um, There's, Uh, Life in the Neon Gutter, uh, Life in the Wastelands. uh, Both of those have six volumes apiece. Um, There is Conflict uh, Africa and Conflict South America. So a total of 14 albums worth of music.
1: And someone Um, produced all of it on YouTube, huh?
0: Yeah, someone compiled all that shit on youtube each with its each and its within its own playlist i i i came across this like a month and a half ago and my jaw dropped i was like holy crap this person never contacted me they never let me they were doing this i came across it purely by luck uh looking to do something like that for myself um yeah, you can just imagine the surprise and awe that I that I felt when all
1: I came right. across. So, list. so I have your page open with with all the tracks, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm reading through them. And ACDC has a song called "Cyberspace." ACDC has a song called "Cyberspace." I gotta ask my wife about that one. She is a huge ACDC fan, and I it, it is it yeah. is not
0: one of their more popular tracks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because you know AC/DC plays one song. On, yeah, I mean it is, <laughs> on the thirty album. albums that they have, you know. Yeah, it is a it is a ridiculously
0: eclectic and varied list. Yeah, like...
1: yeah, you definitely have Bon Jovi. Ugh, I hate that guy.
0: I mean, you can hate him, but if you're if you're playing a Nomad game. You know, Blaze of Glory is is about as nomad a song as it gets.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, um... Definitely want to go out to, uh... Data Fortress 2020. Go into his reference data and Cyberpunk 2020 soundtracks. I'll have to take a look at this and, uh, look up the YouTube. Um... To find out, yeah. So for, yeah, this for... was
0: I made these back in the day when people were still making compilation CDs of stuff. <laughs> Hence the CD labels and all that. Like, yep, I have lay. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. For me, for inspiration, uh, most of my games are very action oriented, um, kind of in a way. So the the music I usually listen to is a lot of industrial. Um, just because I like that mechanical sound, um, like Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Static X, which Static X is kind of a borderline thrash industrial. Um, yeah. But like soundtracks, like The Matrix, uh, what's the other one I was telling you about, Crow? The Crow. Yeah, The Crow was uh, good. And kind of like, basically, you know, a lot of the, the 90s Crow rock, is. they kind of was happening at the time of Cyberpunk. Was what introduced me to my life with the Thrill Kill cult. So, yeah, yeah. that's...
0: It's it's a fantastically good soundtrack. Um, Cyber Nation? Uh, is that you, Rob? Yeah. I'm assuming. Um, that's uh, Rob... Uh, like, if you look on YouTube, you'll find some, like, ambient background noises. Like, some dude created a, a YouTube recording of, like, 12 hours of, like, Deckard's apartment from Blade Runner or, like, a city street. Um, that stuff is so useful. Like, that will instantly put you in the in, in the right mindset. Uh, I found one for, like, the inside of a club where you just, like, the back room of a club where all you hear is, like the bass boom, 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 and then muffled, muffled talking. It's, it's, if you can, if you can, uh, look through uh, YouTube for like ambient background noise recordings. Yep. They're going
1: to be your best friend. Well, Sirenscape is also partnered with uh, our saurian to generate yeah. you know, specific cyberpunk things. So I,
0: I very much wish I could afford that. Um, <laughs> Sirens and I. And I wish I had. I wish I'd had the tools when I had my gaming room to make full use of Sirenscape because I used to have a, a subscription back in the very early days, um, and I'd create, you know, soundscapes and all that. Uh, but I didn't really have. I didn't have the tools I needed. I didn't have like good speakers or uh, a good controller to make the best use of it. I look at it now with what they've done and the soundscapes that they've created and the sound effects, and I'm I'm just blown away by how cool Sirenscape
1: is. Yep. Yeah, there was a couple, of, uh, and this was prior to uh, Sirenscape, is I, I know I looked at various uh, boards. I mean, I tried to get some atmospheric sounds into my game, Um at least for my D&D, which that group was a little more accepting of background noises um which is fine and even me you know being in my old age and god knows how much hearing damage i've had um rob probably has even more <laughs> from being in our rock band <laughs> but yeah it's it's always that that weirdness of of a background noise when you're trying to talk especially if the gm or the referee has a softer voice than the background music and but i like your advice problematic yeah and i like your advice that don't use music that has lyrics um just yeah you're just shooting yourself in the foot yep because people are going to be like oh this is my jam and just start singing along you know
0: yeah, even if they're not, even if they're not consciously doing it, like if it's a song comes on that they know, they'll be singing along to it in their head, and they'll like completely lose track of whatever's happening. Uh, it's just the nature of of human beings and music and noise. Um, you want to sing along because it's it's fun and it's a good time and it releases endorphins and all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, but as a GM, you want to create an atmosphere that, like, puts your players in the game. Uh, One of the very first things I ever put on Data Fortress was some almost, like, looking back, it's almost embarrassing, the advice that I was giving back then. But my advice for music remains the same. My advice for for lighting, um, obviously, you can't have weird lighting all the time uh because players are gonna i mean nobody wants to sit in blinking lights and and all that but as someone who you know made use of a black light because i had a table that was black light like the surface of the table itself was uv reactive so the surface of the table glowed we'd have maps and everything would light up and it'd be awesome um but you didn't want to run the black light as the only light going on. You just wanted yeah.
1: in the background to make the pages glow and all that. Yep. And uh, for those who haven't gone to uh, Data Force 2020 and gone to the reference data and look at Wisdom's game, two game rooms that he's had in the past, um, definitely go check out those images because they are definitely something uh very inspirational if you're looking to create a cyberpunk play area um i, I was sadly i no longer yeah yeah it was a
0: dream come true that lasted about 15 years and then life uh stepped up slapping the face and now i no longer have room to even have my stuff on hand much less displayed um But yeah, uh, it's it it goes beyond lighting like it can be much simpler. Just um, not only how you've got your art and whatever decorations you want to set up in your room, but like how they're displayed themselves. Uh, A lot of people aren't going to have the time or money or space to have like a dedicated gaming area. Um, and even if they do, there's gonna they're gonna generally play more than one game. They're gonna be playing, you know, Cyberpunk one week. They're gonna be playing Dungeons and Dragons the next. They're gonna be playing GURPS or uh, Rifts or, or what have you. Uh, so they're not gonna want to dedicate the room to like one theme because that's not gonna work for most people. But having, uh, I had a friend who in his gaming space, he would have like double sided posters that were hung up by. Uh, strings so like one week we'd be playing Dungeons and Dragons and there'd be like fantasy art on the wall Uh, the next weekend we'd be playing like sci-fi games and he'd flip the posters over and it'd be like sci-fi posters Uh, that's pretty Like there are little things you can do yeah there are little things you can do to create atmosphere um, that will keep your keep you and your gamers immersed in the room, immersed in, in the mood of what's happening
1: yeah, I used um, to have a, experimental. a friend who, uh, when he GM'd, he would basically go out and photocopy various images, and instead of using you know the the standard you know out of the box uh, DM screens with whatever the particular system had for their outward appearance, he would put in those images to kind of get people a little bit more in the mood of. Of what he was thinking of for this game, whether and mostly he ran Vampire, so there was a lot of very gothic uh, imagery that he would put on, and he would change it every week, right? Um, to kind of give you I'm, an idea of A, he kind of also gave a, a foreboding of what's going to happen in that session, which was a nice touch as well.
0: I'm always jealous of people who run more fantasy-based games because, man, Halloween shows up every year. You go to Spirit Halloween, and there's just game room decorations everywhere you look. You can, it, there's nothing like that for Cyberpunk. You can't go and get, like, a Cyberpunk plastic chandelier or anything like that. It, uh, we're left out in the cold. Just like with miniatures, we don't get we don't get mass-produced, cheap, pre-painted plastic miniatures like the D and D crowd get. Uh, we get super expensive, uh, high-quality, quality, high-definition <laughs>
1: miniatures. Yeah, so it's not that bad. Um, yeah, I mean that that's the one thing I think uh, for me with growing up and having this capability of really decorating your rooms to be uh, more inspirational than, you know, oh, it's... (laughs) You're down in the basement next to the washer and dryer trying to play a game on the basement floor. Um, I mean, you can make a basement look pretty cyberpunk. You can. It It just takes an imagination. True. Very true. But I think with, you know, today, today's age and what you what not only is produced like manufactured to kind of um add to your rooms but the things like like the the crafters that are in the gaming community community now right so good lord what they can do especially like the cross cosplayers um you know crop makers cosplayers um
0: so the, the guys who are creating like STL files for uh, uh, the the maker things, what? Yep, three D printers. Three D printers. That's. Gee, I told you my brain isn't working right today. Uh, I mean, the amount of the amount of groovy stuff that is available is overwhelming,
1: um, and some of it's like dirt cheap. I mean, like, a 3D printer is cheaper than, than a con- game console now. I mean, it didn't used to be, but uh, now I, it is. I,
0: I wish I had space for a 3D printer. Being able
1: to print my own props and miniatures? Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> um, There's either you, you have the noise, and if you do resin, you have the smell. So it has Oh, yeah, no. You, I you need
0: space because it's it creates, like, toxic fumes and all sorts of stuff. Um, I don't have, I don't have the space. I don't have the money. I, I can just stare at them longingly and and wish.
1: Yep. And like even like lighting, you know, is cheap to get. Um, oh yeah. And you can. And you've got like a variety of options. Yeah. You can
0: get Christmas lights. You can get LED strips now, just for nothing.
1: Um, And LED strips that you can program to go and change light lighting the way you want it Yeah, do all sorts of stuff for you Hell, they've got
0: those, like, they make them for Christmas and Halloween But they're basically projectors you can sit down and throw crazy stuff up on the walls Like, holy crap, where was this stuff when I was growing up? Yeah Like, you can have the coolest lighting You can have, like, club quality light shows going on in your garage for like less than a hundred bucks and you're going to be totally set up
1: definitely yeah so there's definitely a lot of stuff that you can get um, to set up at least a, a game room to be more immersive and even if you don't have a dedicated game room you know there's definitely these little devices that you can just bring to any room and just break out whenever you game uh, to set it up, you know which yeah. which is nice. Um, but yeah, so again for me it was <laughs> it was always like I tried to do mood lighting and music, but oftentimes my cyberpunk players were just not into it. Um, Here is a
0: suggestion I have that it's not gonna be to everybody's cup of tea. But it's something that I like to, I used to like to do is uh, like switch up the gaming locations every now and then. Um, go play, like go take over a, uh, a park bench and play outdoors. Uh, go to a restaurant at like a Denny's or something like that that's open 24 hours a day and, and like take up a corner booth with your friends. Make sure you... Like, don't be a dick and just order coffee all night. Like, order food every now and then, um, and tip the waitress well. Don't don't be a dick. But yeah, break up the break up the locations. Make it new and interesting. Um, of course, have your home base where are the, your comfort zone is. But just every now and then, it's nice to to break out of the boundaries and uh, get a breath of fresh air.
1: Yeah, and to that point, you know, um, I was recently, prior, prior to the virus, um, I was in a D&D group. We used to play at a gaming store and we kind of got tired of the noise. Um, so one of the, the members found a bar that basically was, didn't have any, you know, we played on uh, Monday nights so, he found a bar that was pretty much empty on Monday nights, and we would go there, order drinks, nice. order food, um, and basically, because the way the bar was set up, so you had the the bar area, and then it had like these two. It was weird. It was like it almost like it was like a split level house, right? So you had the bar area. We came in for the entrance, and then you walk downstairs into like a little um, dining room. And then you, then the other side would be you go upstairs into like this uh, dart room, game room type of area. So the the dining room area was just it was empty for Monday night. So we kind of took over cool. that whole little place. Um, order drinks, order food, and then we would just game through the night it was interesting to have you know people who were up in the bar drinking come down and be like what's going on here and explaining what uh role-playing games are and some of them were like wow this is this is interesting i figured all of you people would be like shut into your mother's basement so i'm like no we drink we we go out we socialize we're we're normal people
0: yeah i've run games on road trips uh took a took a trip to Cal, uh, colorado a few years ago um and the entire way there and back i i ran a game of cyberpunk um i had to take over driving because the the player would try and roll dice while he was driving and like you know, all it took <laughs> was one swerve and i was like no you're not doing that anymore um you're just gonna have to live with me like assigning some difficulty numbers and you living with them uh we're not, we're not doing the driving and rolling dice at the same time thing that's not happening <laughs> but it was a successful game it was grand fun um and i every now and then i would try and pull like the scenery of what we were looking at into the game um yeah you can you can game anywhere and you should like you should take advantage of the imaginatory nature of gaming and Game in weird places. Yep. Uh, Game on rooftops. Game. uh, There was a time when uh, we used to game in a gaming store, uh, but we didn't like. Like, eventually, the gaming store itself became uncomfortable. Like, it it was like you said, it was loud. It was obnoxious. The lights were too bright. So it took it, it, it. The gaming store was inside a mall, so we just went out into the mall and found a table, like in the center of the mall with all the cool architecture and all that around us we gamed there for like six months
1: yep yeah i mean when i was you know my teenage years you know we would just game wherever we could because you know our either our parents game? would kick us out of the house saying you know get outside stop being in the house There right? was a lot of that um yeah so we would game wherever we and there were some good things like we had you know some parks around like you know nature parks which you could hike through and i remember one of my friends uh ran a game and basically we were the adventurers going down the path and granted it was kind of a little bit like uh what was that movie uh, mazes monsters mazes and monsters yeah. <laughs> right. In which we didn't dress up but we he kind of like, okay, you get ambushed here with Oryx and we would just like sit off from the path and roll out the combat and, you know, did a little bit of, of role playing there. But um, it wasn't very interactive, but it, it definitely brought a better immersion <coughs> to, sure. hey, absolutely, oh yeah, I definitely it's, couldn't it's see, like- see the, the, the bandits over there because... It was just, you know, the, the woods were too thick or the brush was too thick. So, yeah. the
0: dark, scary uh, forest in front of us. No, they could be an army right there, and I wouldn't say, Yeah, it, it helps to be able to illustrate stuff like that. Um, and I, I, a lot of what we're talking about right now is going to seem obvious to some people, but I can guarantee you there are people out there listening who the idea of gaming outside of their basement just has never really occurred to them. Yep. Like, like what do you mean go to the park and game? Yeah, go to the park and game. Go to the mall, sit in the food court, game. Um
1: as long as you're any- not being anywhere, too
0: obnoxious, you know, they'll Yeah, anywhere where you're not being a disruption to other people or uh like gaining attention of people you don't want to gain attention from. Anywhere that's safe, um and when I would go to visit my cousin in Oklahoma, we would game on the dock. Uh, the, his 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 parents owned a marina, and we'd go down there and game on the water. Um, or we'd take a pontoon boat out and game on the boat. Like, be adventurous. Yep. If you're going out there to do something fun anyway, and you're hanging out with all your nerd friends, there's no problem. There, there's There's nothing that says you can't inject a little nerd into whatever else you're doing
1: um and i think gaming at least the game environment has changed especially since uh covid right and that a lot of people have gone into the online tabletop uh version of gaming and how how that works and i think a lot of people have gone to roll 20 because it's a free product um I've used it <laughs> heavily uh, since oh, COVID yeah. and kind of gotten me into it. Um, however, there's definitely a lot of things that I am just getting annoyed with trying to run a game. Um, and that's why I'm starting to look at other tools. Um, so yeah, I did start looking at uh, another popular uh, version called uh, Foundry um however foundry did not have cyberpunk 2020 um it does have cyberpunk red but there's also a 50 dollars buy-in fee Ooh. that's just to, to that's yeah. mainly for the that... gm right to to do the buying and then in addition to that you have to have a place to host it now you can host it on your computer which is fine um but there is definitely some security risks when you host it on your computer because you're opening up your computer to the internet. Uh, there are ways around it of creating a virtual machine on your machine, but if you're not computer savvy, you know, you, you're not going to know these things. So <clears throat> opening up ports onto your computer for people from the internet to go into is is not a good idea. Um, just to just to
0: interject, if you do play online, if you do do. do sorry, if you do do your majority of playing online, um, you can still get creative. Especially if you've got a laptop, uh, you can take your laptop wherever you go and play yep. from there. Uh, so you can continue to do that exploratory gaming. Um, you don't get to share the location with other people, but you also aren't going to get the problems that, you know, a a large group of people are going to, are going to take up just to, just to interject that real quick. Like you can still get creative with where you're with the
1: environment you're surrounding yourself in. Yeah, that's, that's true too. I mean, that's, that's the other great thing about gaming. If you're not married, Uh, you can go on vacation and still have that weekly game, right? Um, If you're married, your (laughs) spouse, if they're not in the game, are probably going to frown on you being on vacation and (laughs) going off and gaming when, you know, you're supposed to be on vacation. But, you know, there's always that possibility as well, right? Is, you know, it doesn't matter where you game because now all, all you need really is an internet connection. Um, yeah which, if, you, if you're okay with gaming online you can game anywhere and if you have a good cellular service your phone is basically your internet right it's it's a way in which you can um, link your computer into and hide you know yeah piggyback like on that i segment. mentioned
0: a laptop but a laptop's not necessary as long as you've got some manner of internet connection be it your phone a tablet whatever uh hell hell is you've got a phone, like you said, you can have a connection, internet connection anywhere you go. Anybody who's got a smartphone can
1: create a hotspot. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of the online tools, right? So, I, I think from a tool point of view is what I am starting to, because I'm looking for a better tool on how I can manage my games, um, because I have a timeline. Uh, and the timeline is also associated with the Fourth Corporate War, so I always have to keep track of those events as, long, as well as the players' events and, you know, also keeping track of my NPCs' events, right? So when, when you're looking sure. at um, running a game, you also think about what, what are the your enemy is planning on doing right because they're not going to necessarily adhere to the player schedule right they're going to keep on doing what they're going to do
0: and some of the stuff the players will manage will be able to uh, affect and some of it they won't
1: Yep, shit's going to happen Yeah, for example the game I'm running right now um, there's a big shootout few of the players were held basically are healing up and it, it takes time <laughs> for them to heal up. However, events are still happening in the background with or without them while they're healing. So it's not gonna be like, okay, you know, now that you're healed up, we can progress from there. It's, now things are happening. And if you're healing, you're gonna, <laughs> again, get a FOMO, right? Cause we're missing out. <laughs> Because things are happening now that you're, you're laid up and you're not in the best of conditions. Um, so there's always always that situation. And, and I so, keep a calendar right now for it. Um, I'm starting to look at different tools, and one of the tools I'm looking at is World Anvil, and they have uh, a, specifically a, a tool for doing timelines, um, which is visually I like, um, and I'm still playing around with it right now. What's the name of that World Bill? Yeah, it's a world builder uh, utility, so you're able to create various articles associated with your with your world. Um, you know, it, it's a tool not only for role playing games, but it's also a tool for writers uh, nice. to Got kind of create their world and, and kind of keep some type of sanity around it. Um, so you can create articles linked to the various articles. It also has like uh, timelines, so you can create various calendars associated with it. So it's a tool I've been looking at for the past couple of months, and finally I decided to uh, purchase a subscription, which was very cheap. Um, they had a sale yeah, a at run. least. That?
0: looks amazing. What's what's the what's the subscription run because it
1: looks amazing. So I don't know if they still have the offer that they had that I bought yesterday, uh, but they said that there was a a forty percent discount and you might want to look at it. But <clears throat> so there's various levels. So the free level, you know, you get one world, um, you get a certain amount of uh, data that you can have in the tool. Uh, Some of the features you can't have and then there's various tiers, right? Um, This is still kind of buggy because it's it's in version 0.8 But it looks like they've been developing quite a bit Around it and there's a lot of a lot of neat functionality that I liked Um, And again, it's not specifically for just role-playing games though. It looks like they've kind of implemented quite a bit because i think a lot of role players have been using this utility but it's one way of of trapping you know content within your world there's um a few other utilities that i've looked at out there uh one was called brass city uh which it it wasn't it too simplistic and it didn't have everything i wanted um But, you know, other tools that I've used, I've used like, you know, OneNote, Microsoft OneNote, Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, and tons of, you know, other utilities that you can use out. Even Word, um, I've used to try to capture the data. But oftentimes, especially when I'm dealing with files, it's very hard to know which file I put it in. Right, versus something like World Anvil or one of those other world building utilities that allows you to link between the various files so you know, oh, where the yeah. hell's that data? Because you also have the search functionality, right? Um, which nice. is always a key to kind of organize all your notes. Um, Someday we'll have a big enough audience that will be paid to make spots like this. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Takes time, time, and making sure we convert more people into playing Cyberpunk because it is a much yep. better game than Dungeons and Dragons. I gotta sell. We gotta sell our souls.
0: Um, and what is lying out there? They're for Satan, sale. if you're listening.
1: But yeah, there's, there's, um, and again, I, I just started working with the tool. Um, and some of the features that I'm starting really to dig, I think I'll probably give a better review in a, a little while. Because um, right now I'm just uploading my campaign that I have into the system and also, you know, um, and like one of the things that's kind of important for me is, you know, because it's going through the Fourth Corporate War, um, Altar Sorian with their you know shockwave and, and stormfront supplements they give key dates <clears throat> currently my campaign is um in the late january of 2022 so that's like right at the beginning of the shadow war end of the ocean war um so there's definitely things happening in the world it's going to be heating up uh because, you know, Arasaka starts taking overnight city in the coming months. Militech is starting to, you know, Militech and Arasaka are just starting to come to blows and taking the gloves off and turning the world into a war zone. So it's going to be interesting how, A, how to run that as a referee of taking, hey, you just, you're in this society, city that is running the way you think it's supposed to run, but what happens when armies invade and it starts turning into a battlefield? Um, And granted, there's definitely real-world samples like Beirut and other, you know, nations that were prosperous, and then all of a sudden civil war broke out, and just turned, you know, gorgeous cities and lively cities into, you know, these these war zones and husks of what they used to be.
0: Oh, yeah, and it can happen anywhere. I mean, really. Yep. Uh... Like, I mean, Panama used to be fairly prosperous. Granada Grenada. Uh... I
1: mean, look what happened to Egypt. Uh, Or even the Eastern European countries. um, Yeah. And the collapse of. uh, I mean, all
0: it takes is, like, and and we're starting to see that even here in America, where all it takes is a little shift and things can go downhill really far, really fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not, like, uh, America's not turning into a war zone necessarily, but. i mean we definitely know how to riot we definitely know how to uh yeah we're not, we're not going to go there yeah. um i i, I
1: politics or uh... any
0: kind of politics or anything like that
1: i'm yeah, just that, that's like the, the point you, I was... those are topics you want to you know discuss at a bar in public yeah
0: the point <laughs> i was trying to make is like shit can go downhill really far without much pushing it in that direction Yep. Um, but yeah uh, uh, yeah. as as far as tools go for running games um, I'm fairly new to running the online thing Uh, I use Roll20 for map displays and dice rolling and all that as as you know Uh, Discord for the chat because Roll20's Roll20's chat is fucking garbage I'm just gonna say that I I like Roll20 for it's tools but I hate trying to communicate across it Uh, it just everything sounds squelchy Um, some people are having various problems like staying connected to it Uh, for some reason discord just seems to work better in that regard. Um, I know some people use Discord itself to run games. I don't know how you could ever do that. Uh, I use Google Sheets and Google Documents. um, Google Sheets to share. Google Sheets lets you do uh, something great and that's it. it lets you share a document with one player and they share it back with you Um, so as the GM and so the GM and the player can both edit it in real time on the fly Uh, so if there's any adjustments that need to be made or anything like that um, you can always audit things and like help your player get to where they're going or answer any questions they've got about their character sheet and that's a great tool the same with Google Docs Um, I, I share, uh, basically a plot synopsis for the campaigns that I'm running with the players, um, and allow them to add notes and whatsoever. And we can all see them at the same time. Um, those are those two tools. I probably couldn't run a game without, uh, the other tool that I get the most use out of is Google earth. And like I like I told you before the podcast, I I would give just about anything if somebody would figure out a way to display Google Earth in the map section of Roll Twenty uh, live in real time. Just let me let me throw the Google Earth map or Google Earth display into the map section so I can zoom in, go to different areas. Um, that would be the best tool ever. Like, that would be just perfect. Uh, primarily for cyberpunk and, and science fiction games or anything taking place in the modern world, but I mean, you can find a lot of forests and castles and whatnot there
1: too, so it, it would work for any gaming, really. Yep. Yeah, I mean, um, like, to uh, MTH12T, the uh, discord does have a, a dice spot so you can roll dice um i mean it, it's got like a couple of dozen dice spots some of yeah.
0: them are better than others
1: <laughs> yeah so running a game through discord i can see because not and i've kind of done it when <sighs> roll 20 got too clunky for me right so one of the one of the problems i had was especially in the beginning is i didn't know how to use the tool as much as i do now um for example when displaying a map and drawing things quickly uh roll 20 is definitely a very clunky so it was and like you said I, I take what i did especially in discord was um i would go i would use discord to share my desktop right so i would have google earth open and i would show okay here's night city here's where you guys are going outside of night City. you can do that yeah you didn't know that oh my
0: god no i didn't know that yeah um, so
1: if you if you're on um if you're in a chat right you should be let's just show sorry everyone i'm gonna give wisdom a little, a little uh, I,
0: I was going to say that to wait until yep. the next yeah, game. Yeah, so but.
1: well anyways for for those who want to know, right? If you're in um Discord and you look at uh, you know, you're you're in Discord, you're in your channel, if you look at the bottom, you'll see like for where we are now, we're in a voice channel, right? So if you go to where the channels are, at the bottom of that section that shows yourself, it says video and screen, right? If you click on screen, that will show you the screen um, or application, right? Uh, I am trying
0: to get Discord to load on my PC. Yeah,
1: so I'm actually no. sharing my screen now to, to Derek, or sorry, Wisdom. Um, But you can, you you know, you can display your screen. Um, So if you have a map open on your desktop, Uh you can share it with people and say, okay, you're here, here. My God. (laughs) The only problem with this is, for example, the players can't come in and move their figures to where they need to be, right? So the GM will still have to, or whoever's presenting would have to manually Bring it off and there's always that communication problem of no 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 I wanted to be a little to the left no my left no your left you know um, no no just a little further over a little further over right um, so I definitely can see that being used um, like I know um, Jay Gray talks about how he runs games and he uses and I think Mike uses Zoom right to run their games and again they don't think they necessarily display mm-hmm. their their data. So it's all video chat, right? So it's kind of like <clears throat> um, sitting around the table, right? As long as you have a video camera, and that's the other requirement when, you, when you're dealing with these. Mike, um, sorry about that. No worries. When you're dealing with conference calls, right, utilities, whether it's Zoom, Discord, uh, Teams, whatever else, right? I'm sure there's a few others out there in which you can have video chat and video chat, you can most video chat, um, applications will have that desktop share, right, in which you can share or present your desktop to to another user, or to the group. Um, But again, the, the virtual tabletop takes it one step further in which you know, you, all of you are having this shared desktop, right? And yeah. Then all of you can to, uh, Like,
0: project the image and then have a, the players be able to move their avatars around. That, that would be the most ideal.
1: Yeah. And that's what, you know, Roll20, Foundry. Um, what's the other one? Sim- uh, tabletop Simulator. Um, trying to think there's another one out there we should start fantasy uh, grounds i think petition
0: to get roll 20 to add a shared desktop feature
1: yep google hangouts is another kind of uh conference call um type of utility in which you you can do it and again depending on your play style right so uh like all play styles some people prefer you know Theater of the Mind, right? So, Theater of the Mind, who cares if you're presenting a map uh, or, you know, the details uh, like a uh, tabletop game? So, you are always. Personally, so, uh, go ahead. I prefer running Theater from the Mind.
0: Even when I'm using a table, like the action and whatnot is going to be Theater of the Mind. I just like to be able to like, give players a visual representation of their surroundings. Yep.
1: And, and that's, and to me, that's why I think it's important for those of you viewers, <laughs> the listeners out there, is, you know, invest in a in cheap uh, computer camera, right? Because once you have a, a computer camera, the one problem is if you don't have a visual cue between players, you don't know when you're going to start talking or someone else is going to start talking so you can shut up, (laughs) right? And you also, because you have that visual cue and that body language uh, from people. And that's one thing that, you know, with the games I'm running with with, uh, Roll20 is we're using Roll20 and, you know, we're using Discord for the the voices and it's hard to... Look at one thing and then switch your gaze over to what how people are reacting, right? Um, and from a referee point of view, in-game uh, body language and and how you express your NPCs, um, it's hard f- to do, especially if you if you're just a voice over the the communications, right? So i've often found myself even not even in games but you know because of work i'm able to telecommunicate is you know nodding in agreement to what people are saying and of course they don't see me nodding but i'm sitting there nodding agreeing and or shaking my head or giving some other body language visual cue of On this side something. they also can't see you roll your eyes so. <laughs> <laughs> true true uh but I think you would be more a little more mindful when you're on camera to, to do that. But it also, but you still have that missing body language of, of communication um, for some of these tools. Uh, they are tools, and they should be definitely be used as tools to the side. But you also want to have that experience for that role-playing games are, which is that interpersonal um, gameplay that. that people you know one of the, one of the appeals of the game. So that's a little bit of my rant on uh, the tools um, and what tools I use. Yeah and again, um, I'm always seeking a, a better tool to kind of trap my campaign um i mean that's the that's the nature of the game right there we're, we're always
0: looking for better ways to play more interactive ways
1: yeah. uh, better organization better atmosphere just and that's kind of we can why my site kind of grew from that right and creating the various utilities to help me do what i want to do right um and, and i do eat my own dog food. <laughs> I do use all the, the tools I have. I mean, <laughs> more tools than, than some. Um, right? So Max Metal Calculator, really don't use too much because vehicles have never been a big part of my game. Uh, but things like the Netrunner Navigator, um, I have my Netrunner try to use that tool. He keeps on forgetting how to use it. So it's, it's always a, a difficult problem of, no man, use the tool, go uh, go build your trace. So I when can you remember, start my rules... I, I, I can't begin to tell you how much stuff I've
0: written and put on my sp- site specifically for one player or another that they never even look at. And I'm yep. just like, you bastards.
1: And like the, the combat tracker oh, well. has been very helpful for me. Um, but again, it's when you're dealing with roll twenty, it's not you don't have that interaction between the players seeing the tracker versus unless you're yeah. sharing your screen.
0: It, it becomes it becomes hard to one to remember to use all that stuff and two to do it in a way that um, isn't more trouble than it's worth. Because when you're playing with it, it's like this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I know from my own site that I, when I'm when I'm playing with stuff on my site, wow, it's it's great, but then when it comes time to actually use some of it, like I wrote this stuff and I forget that it's there.
1: Um, it's just the nature of the beast. I don't know with with my games now, right is I will always have my site open because there's always something um, that I need to look up, whether it's a piece of cyberware or weapons, you know. I, and again that's oh. why I created the site was to make my life easier
0: I mean yeah I do the same thing when I'm, when I'm running And uh, Data Fortress is always open but I've got so many windows because I also like to have like your character sheets open uh, Roll20 open um, Discord open uh, various PDFs open Google Earth open um yeah yeah, yeah I, it, it tends to get overwhelming kind of quick.
1: And, and I think bring up a point in a valuable asset if you're doing, you know, gaming through your laptop or not your laptop but your computers invest in a second monitor. Um it is definitely yeah. well worth the 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 cost of the monitor. Um and you can get you know even cheap you know TVs as to be monitors as, as long as there's you know uh, HD HDI and then HMD I forget what are the, the various acronyms. I mean I'm I'm at,
0: I'm I'm at a point in my life where the computer I'm using is a Dell All-in-One. It does not. Yeah, you know, I can't throw the image to any other screens. Like I can't get a second monitor for it. It just it will not let they do it yeah it, uh, like I can't tell you how heartbreaking that was uh, I found out when I was trying to hook the uh, computer up to my television um, and I was like man I just can't figure out how to do this and I go online and yeah no it's it's not even an option uh, if I could afford a different computer I would
1: I think always look on like Craigslist or, I um, don't
0: trust buying used computers at mm, all. True. Um,
1: yeah, they could be fine. no matter
0: how well they're wiped. Uh, I don't know what's on the that person's browser, and you know I don't I don't want to mess with anybody else's computer.
1: Right, but <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's a hard drive issue, right? Sure, I, I get that. I could replace the hard drive completely and
0: all that. Uh, the system and I mean, itself and we start the, yeah. talking money and
1: yeah. I just don't have any of it got it but I, I'm saying that you know you could always always look around um, and you know, well, I I know I know back I in the
0: shop like crazy
1: yeah and and there's always somebody looking to offload their old system at a cheaper cost and even pieces parts so yes And I advise you and everyone who's listening, if you're going to buy a used computer, you might want to just (laughs) turn that hard drive into a paperweight and buy a new one. Um, because like you said, there's always a chance that a, if you're not, if you're not computer proficient, proficient, you might not know what, how to really wipe out a computer. I am
0: 100% not computer proficient.
1: Yep. So, um, Um, but yeah, so, I mean, definitely always look around. I mean, there's a reason,
0: (laughs) there's a reason my site looks like something from the nineties. Well, because that's as much as I ever learned. (laughs) Yep.
1: And not to, I mean, if you have a university that's near you, um, you'd be surprised at how many college students don't want to lug their tower home.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I hear about this and I definitely, there is a university near me. The, uh, I mean, Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas is U of A. It's a a good school.
1: Uh, I had a friend back in the day, she was a dumpster diver and she would come up with like, I mean, and, and granted where I live, you know, you have like Yale, um UConn and and some pretty prestigious uh colleges around the state that you go at that time especially like Yale I mean dump, dumpster diving is a business um especially in in those type of scenarios but there's also you know other uh rich colleges around that you know she would go to that weren't necessarily well known but there was a lot of rich kids going there who would have like you know they would dump like half a dozen not even worn sneakers into the dumpster because they didn't want to carry it home like her kitchen had i don't know like four or five uh mini fridges like really nice big mini fridges um, and it's just amazing what you know you can get from from college uh, dumpsters. So there's always that affordable way of of procuring what you want quickly and cheaply. <clears throat> or even to the point where you could sell it back on, uh, you know, Craigslist or or Facebook what was it Facebook Store or Community or whatever it's called to sell stuff yeah uh yeah I mean
0: I I keep my eye open I just uh yeah even at discounted rates even I I, I'm too old and fat and disabled to be going (laughs) dumpster diving (laughs) true (laughs) um but uh I keep my eye open I just I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I'm looking for uh it's why when it comes to video games I buy consoles it's 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 why i bought an all-in-one computer just it's because it's, it was cheap and it did everything i needed it to at the time now yeah. that i needed to do more stuff it's just not gonna do that <clears throat> just like you use word as your uh web page
1: <laughs> editor
0: uh I mean, it could be worse could like be. i still use uh, i uh, the majority of my site was created using netscape navigator yep the uh the composer program uh netscape composer like that's what i created 90 percent of my site on um it's been fairly recently that i started using word um and the only reason i do that is because i can do that across platforms and i can create the pdf at the same time as i'm creating the uh website pages
1: yep
0: but i mean what else would i use
1: very true um so I mean, we're about that, that sounds hour. like
0: so much fucking work
1: we're about an hour and a half in um I don't know if we have too much more we can get into about, um, tools or how to be a little more immersive with your games. Yeah, notepad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think we, we've
0: we covered the immersion angle, I, the atmosphere and, and all that, uh, Yeah, I mean, we could, yeah, I think, I think we've about covered it right there.
1: All right. Um, Um,
0: Go ahead.
1: (laughs) So we're going to cover it. I think we're going to wrap. I just want to let the people know that um, our next episode is going to be December 1st, and then we're going to take a year end break. Uh, which means we will be back on January 19th again. We'll be here on the first, but we'll we're gonna take a kind of a month off, kind of reset. Hopefully, do a little more uh, research into what we can do with this discussions and these episodes going forward. Um, love to hear from all of you, whether it be on Discord. Uh, Derek's uh, wisdoms over on Facebook as well as uh, cyberpunk nation uncensored. Um, if you guys want us to start talking about other topics, any uh, people you want us to interview in the coming year. Um, Absolutely. Please yeah. throw whatever suggestions you can at us. Um, yeah. Uh, we want to cover the topics you want us to cover. Yep. And if you want to hear, uh, two old farts uh, talk about it and our view of of the state of cyberpunk Um, we're here to definitely keep on talking if you're willing to listen to us so um,
0: that's the truth
1: anything else on your end that you want to bring up or Uh, tell just uh,
0: we've got like he said we've got one more episode to go before we take our year end break if there's anything you guys want us to cover in our uh, grand season finale uh, leave messages somewhere either here uh, in either on uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored on his Discord or my Facebook uh, or if you just want to send private messages my email is wisdom000 at gmail.com uh, you can always reach out to me there um, smiling share your email with them
1: uh, Cybersmiley at cybersmiley.net You can reach me at, and that's yeah. without an e. Uh,
0: so yeah, let's uh, help if you can help us make our uh, season finale memorable. Because um, at the end of the day, we do it for us, but we also do it for you.
1: All right. And uh, also thanks to Rob and Cyber Nation Uncensored for hosting us. Um, check them out at cybernationuncensored.com. They've changed their name, so keep that in mind. Um, Rob, you might want to uh, update the Moobot <laughs> with uh, your new link. I yeah. Just notice no. that. Um, yeah, and check us. So if you want to see this episode, or one of our past episodes, head over to um, YouTube. <laughs> you missed a lot. You're going to have to watch this over on YouTube. Uh, PWBindy. Um, hey, you're coming to right at the very end, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so head over to CyberNation Uncensored's YouTube channel. Um, you can check out all our previous episodes, and this episode should uh, get up Um, Probably in uh, two weeks, I think, is Rob's schedule. Um, So check us out in the coming uh, two weeks, and you'll hear uh, us talk about various subjects. And this is, what, our 15th episode? Um, It's up there. No, this is is number 16. 16. Wow. I'm already getting very forgetful. forgetful. Oh, yeah, Um,
0: dude. Old, old man. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so um yeah. I think that's it. And uh we're gonna call it a night. Uh thanks for all those who stayed with us. And uh again, December first at seven PM Eastern, uh six PM Central and four PM Pacific. Uh GMT I think is eleven eleven PM. See now um, you're just
0: confusing people.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we have some fans across the world, like yeah, yeah, yeah Nature is uh Singapore. I don't know what Singapore's time zone is, but no we gotta I think it's I, I know he lives in the future. <laughs> that's all I know, like Malick's in Australia, Campanero's in England, yeah man, they come from all over yeah, so um yeah, all right, we'll stop our blathering, talk to you guys uh, in two weeks. No. Bye,
0: everybody. See you soon.